Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Good morning, 809. Eric in for Vince. Vince enjoying a couple of days off in Florida. Sitting in his place is Mr. Steve Scafidi. Hello, sir. Good morning. Good. I always feel like I miss stuff because you've been working for like four hours already. Yeah, so you feel like you don't have your finger on the pulse of the news that's but, flying at every moment? Yes, but that's why I like this hour because now I get I get ramped up for mm. my show. Not that I'm not already ramped up enough. Some people say too much. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, Steve. Maybe I need some time spent in a dark room somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greg Pancake Hill, of course, producing the big show. Where to start? There's a couple of things we can start. First of all... Um, China could start today, by the way, Mm. as far as a a war or some type of quote-unquote attack. They could start today, and it was proven again yesterday why that's the case. So there's that story. And, of course, we have new details about President Biden and his documents. So where would you like to start, Steve? Would you like to start with the the classified documents, the new updated that we have? Yeah, let's start with that. I mean, this is a a fantastic story, right? And, and, you know, we... it came into prominence. This story hit hit the, the the news wire or whatever the term is now, when of course Donald Trump's compound in Florida was uh, raided or mm-hmm. or investigated, and and then we found out that oh everybody else is doing it too, and there's sloppiness in government records, and maybe everybody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and and given how much money we spend on our governments, how can this happen? Like, how can they just be walking around with records all over the place and throwing them in Joe Biden's garage with his Corvettes and Donald Trump littering them all over Mar-a-Lago? You're asking how an archaic system that probably still uses DOS is having issues? Well, somebody raised that point with me the other day, and it's because sometimes paper is more secure. Digital records, man, you can hack into them. They can be stolen. They can be shared. Paper, person that's got the piece of paper, that's it. All right, let's do it. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. All right, so we've been having issues for a while now, although there has been a lull. We haven't really had... I I expected another lawmaker to come out by now, and they haven't. So are we done? Have have we seen the last of the documents to be taken? I don't think so. You think there's more coming? Well, how many presidents are still walking around? I mean, I I think Carter's safe. Actually, Carter's team admitted that they found a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. well, safe now. I mean, I'm sure he had one or two items. I don't think you'll hear from anyone who doesn't need to run for office again. You'll only hear from those who are running for office again. And one of those is likely the current president. President Biden was asked about this during PBS NewsHour. And I want to ask you about quickly about what you said last September. You said just possessing classified documents is you said totally irresponsible. So what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? <laughs> that was the big question. Great question. So he gave a couple of answers. So here's this part where he What says, is it, multiple choice? Not really at liberty to talk about it. They've informed me not to speak to this issue to any way try to prejudice the investigation that's going on. Oh, please. But what I was talking about was what was laid out. All these documents were top secret, code word, and all the rest. I'm not at liberty, and I'm not even sure. I, I made voluntarily. No one's had to threaten to do anything. Which is probably true. It's the one distinction that Democrats can hang their hat on, right? That 
Trump's been a you know an abstinent resistor right. to the, back to the efforts. I suppose. Hey, I'm cooperating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in some weird Donald Trump kind of a way. I, I don't like it. It doesn't surprise me, given the inefficiency and and just layers of mismanagement in our federal government and frankly state government. This happens all the time, all the time. We're just mm. finding out about it, and now because mm. of the insanity of politics. It's all anyone wants to talk about. Okay, so what was it? What were those documents? The best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. But one of the things that happened is that what was not done well is as they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done to go thoroughly through every single piece of literature. <laughs> so who's, who's they? Who's he throwing under the bus here? That's there. But uh, I just let the, the investigation have, you know, decide what's going on and, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Here's a little bit of history. I was actually in his office when he was vice president. It's smaller than the studio. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I, he has staff and everything that have their own offices. Sure. But the, the, the dirty little secret about the White House, it's so limited in space, often in, in rooms the size of the studio, which is, I don't know, maybe 15 by 15, something like that. There's four desks in there. His office has one desk, his desk, but there's not a hell of a lot of room in there. None of that's an excuse. <laughs> the other great point that somebody made on one of the, the uh, uh, network shows on, on the weekend, why do some of these dockets, why do they continue to remain classified? Most of this information is public. Therefore, is it the same thing to have an older document where the information is no longer classified, ah. even if it's marked classified? That's also a distinction that has to be sorted Just out. even a cover letter. But so if they are stray papers from 1974, what could they be? 1974. So that's uh, end, of, end of Nixon. That's Carter, right? Should, should we pop this open? Wrong answers only? Your wrong answers only. What could they be? Mad Magazine. 616-1620 on the old National Bank talk and text line. 1974. As a sophomore in high school. It's 50 years ago. Is that that? No, it isn't. Is that that long ago? Well, almost 50. Wow, 49, yeah. Oof. Thanks for making me feel old Stray on a Thursday. Stray papers. Cartoons. Old cartoons they clipped out of the news. Because back then, newspapers were a thing, right? Real newspapers. They cut articles out. They, they handed them to a leader. Yeah, but that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be uh, classified. I don't know. Who knows? What do you think's in there? I don't know. Something from Nam. I don't know. <laughs> I End no, of Vietnam? Yeah, I, I suppose. no idea. I don't think... To be perfectly honest, I wonder if it's really anything that we would even know about. It doesn't mean that it's any less important, but it's not necessarily something that would... Oh, that. Oh, Watergate stuff. Like, I, who knows? You know, that era was the beginning of when technology started to infiltrate government, right? So yeah, we saw sure. computers, you know, starting to be a thing. And, and we went from paper to, in some ways, computers. But that was the early days. And even with computers, there were still the punch cards and all that stuff. So that's the, that's the rise of technology. But all of this stuff is insane because if we can't trust our government to hang on to classified documents to protect them, not only the documents themselves, but the identities revealed the trade secrets of a government, we got big problems. President, big problem. President Biden says that some of the documents were stray papers from 1974. He says that whoever was the one responsible for packing that stuff did not do it correctly. So what could they be from the 414? Could be Mrs. Carter's super secret family recipe for peach cobbler. Maybe. Would that be something that is actually classified?
Ooh, here's another one from Kurt. Details on what really happened to Jimmy Hoffa. That's a good one. We still don't know. From the 414, communications with aliens. That's a big secret. I think Trump knows. That was his big passion, finding out about that. And then JFK, of course. 817, Wisconsin's Morning News. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away, just to spend them with you. If I could make the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers. Stray papers. That's what the classified documents are. He's just saying says, stuff. <laughs> says the president on PBS NewsHour. So wrong answers only. Have it a little fun here on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. So what would those stray papers be? From the 414, I was born in 1974, so the document might be my birth announcement. Thank you for that young uh, audience listener there. That's nice. Younger. younger. Well, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm 58, so you know what I'm talking about. Charlie is in Germantown. Okay, Charlie, what do you think these stray papers are? Well, I'm sure those are invitations to Joe Biden's 60th birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> because they're That's 30 good. years old now. <laughs> oh, wow. Well done. Well you. done, Charlie. All right. What else could they be? Well, they could be documents about former President Obama starting high school and how they're going to groom him to be the first black president. Mm. Way back then. Ford pardoning Nixon. That's also on the text. That was the year August 9th, 1974. (laughs) 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talk and text line. There you go. You know, you know, we're obviously having fun, and, and that's probably the best way to look at this. But you know, as I as I think about this story, this is again one of those classic modern politics stories. One person just unloads on the other guy, and then he's guilty of the same crime. It's 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 everything that happens in politics today. They all they're all doing it. They're all doing the same damn thing. Man, you it's, see it's it every insane. day. Yes, and we you know, here's the other great part about this, or not so great part about it. None of us seem to care that much. We still put these people in office. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what they say. They can do anything. And they literally can do anything. They can walk into yeah, the right. into the hall with a white balloon. They can, uh, you know, George Santos can lie about everything, not embellishing, absolutely lying and be like a respected member of Congress. And I'm respect this respected as an air quote. Uh, you have proven that that you're you're absolutely right. Doesn't matter what they say or do, we will elect them. How, okay. does, it, how does this resolve in, in your mind, real quick? How does this resolve? The classified documents? Yeah. Only thing that's going to happen, my my opinion, it, they're going to change the rules. That's it. Um, that's it. No, there's going to be no punishment. I, see, I don't even think they'll do that. There may be some tweak of a guideline. Yeah, that's it. But it's really not going to change much, and we'll kind of move on from there. You got to be careful though what you do tweak and how you do it because you still have another president who's going through the court process right now. Is he? Well, they're trying this stuff to get just drag. This stuff drags out years. Is that really justice? 
And the, the, the funny thing about that, and I don't know, my my take on things is often much different than maybe yours or, or Vince's. But as we as we drag these out over years, you kind of lose the focus and lose the importance of what you're actually looking for. And then the the whole idea of these cases is to not influence elections. They're dragged out so long they absolutely influence elections on both sides. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, they're all going to influence elections. What sense does that make? Swift justice. If they did something wrong, find out what it is, charge them, convict them, or let them go. Let them go. That's it. Man. See how fired up I am what, About what, though? Why Everything. Are you so, why are you so I'm so angry pissed today? off about politics <laughs> because for, um, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you my show. Oh, let's do, hey, let's, let's do your piece. show. Let's do your show. It's 825. We'll be right back. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. I'm Merrick Bilstead. He's Steve Scafidi. Eight twenty-eight, Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Steve Scafidi and Greg Hill, producing the show. So, did you know what happened? The uh, I, I sent Vince a note this morning about something for next week, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't expecting him to uh, do anything or answer it or do anything like that since he's on vacation in Florida. Nice. And would you be surprised to hear that he responded to my note at around 6.15 this morning? <laughs> uh, there, Because he's an hour ahead. So. Yeah, okay, so 7.15 so, is time. No, because he wakes up early because you guys wake up. Yeah, you're probably bored. I mean, what's happening at Disney at 7.15 in the morning? Not much. Anything else is happening anywhere else See, when you're on PTO? That raises the larger question because I pretty much unplug when I'm, especially when I take the real trips, the week-long trips are longer than that. I, I unplug completely. Yeah, me too. Very rare to answer anything. V- voicemails, none of it. So, I mean, Vince is wired a little differently. He was a news guy. He's an anchor man for a long time. He definitely is. They got to be plugged in, man. They never, they never unplug. But that's a problem because that's a stress causer. Uh, but for some, I don't think so. For some, I actually think it's the opposite. Really? Yeah. It, it probably calms him because he knows that he's keeping things off his plate, so to speak, that could stack You think up. that would calm you? <laughs> I don't think you'd no. be that way. No. I don't, I'm not that way. I, I want to unplug. Because, you know, I'm, I'm wired about this stuff, man. It gets me juiced. You know, I tell my bosses all the time, I come and do this job if they didn't pay me. And Dude, then, careful. Of course, of course, the big boss always goes, you know, I, I put that little note on my thing, you know, because you're coming up for a review this month. Yeah, yeah, post a note. Yeah, he likes to mock me about it. But I'm serious. I get wired about this stuff. So when I when I on vacation, and my wife nudges me in that direction, too, you got to step back. But, you know. Vinny, Vinny's a t- uh, he's a hard guy. He's always thinking he's about fine, the next yeah. thing, man. He's, he's wired. He's good. So look into his soul that he's uh, checking my email. So I, I appreciate that. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead in for Vince, Steve Scafidi sitting in as well. You'll hear Steve this hour with me for the next couple of days as we chat all things Wisconsin and beyond with uh, Greg Hill and Debbie Lazga. We all know what a mixtape is, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's such a big thing now. Is it still, it's not a thing because everyone just has access to everything musical. Correct. But I want Pancake to make me mixtapes because his musical selections are off the charts exactly what I would want to listen to throughout my day. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I need a, I need a Greg Pancake Kill mixtape as soon as possible. Are you on Spotify? No, I'm not on any of that stuff. But I'll, I'll make it work. I will make the, techn- tech- the technological leap to, to have him make that mixtape for Be- me. Because you can create 
playlist on in. Spotify where Just, he could actually share you a playlist via your phone, then you fire it off yeah. on Spotify. Point me in the right direction, man. I'm there because his music choices are. I don't know. How old are you? I'm 29. Come on. He's got musical tastes of someone my age. Not that we're the experts on everything. <laughs> what does that mean? Like my age. Speaking speaking of technology, when we talk oh about Oh my goodness. Um this concerns me <laughs> because it seems like it happens from time to time. And though I get the need and desire and in some cases the must of having to use social media apps for different things. The reaction yesterday was a little over the top to the Twitter meltdown. Twitter it was weird. had some glitches. There were a couple of things there. It was more than just like, hey, it's moving slow. Like some people couldn't follow any more people if they wanted to. Others were losing followers. Mm-hmm. Others weren't able to DM anymore. And Twitter lost its mind over this. Calling for Elon Musk's head. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they could not DM for what? A couple of hours on Wednesday. That's one of my topics today. How were you affected by this, really? I mean, I was on Twitter at the time. It was my post. I I have a couple hours, two, three hours after the show where I I work on next day's show. And then I I surf Twitter for a while. And then all of a sudden, I, I tried to post something. And it said, you've exceeded your daily limit, which I, I quickly went off of Twitter and, and Googled, and the limit is 2,400 tweets. And I know that, although I'm prolific on Packers game days, <laughs> I'm not close to that. And then, then, I, then I saw some people had, had found a workaround where they were retweeting and getting their comments out there. It's Twitter, folks. Hey, we need to be heard, Steve. Apparently, everybody, heard. everybody's in a mass panic. Okay, be honest. I haven't checked, but did you complain about it on Twitter? Uh, no, I don't think so. And you were the only one. <laughs> oh, I saw all those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just see some of them are like very good, upstanding people that I follow that were losing their mind over this, calling out Twitter. Well, hello, Twitter. Why can't I follow this person? Like, settle down. <laughs> settle down. The sun will rise again. It had a glitch, whatever you want to call it. Maybe there's a conspiracy there. Who knows? But honestly, who cares? Actually, my bigger concern is like this is just another reminder of like just how quickly our society struggles when something isn't perfect, especially when it comes to what we're using on our phone. It's that age old question that I don't think we've answered. Would we respond in the right way if a real emergency happened? The answer is absolutely not. We'd we'd be crazy. You know, you see these these movies like Last of Us on on HBO. Yeah, are you in on that? Oh, I'm all in. There you go. I love it. I, I love when they combine like sort of real things with science into like a little our, bit our, of realism to oh, it. Oh yeah, it's, and the great acting in it is fantastic. But it shows how quickly all of our things break down. We we can't do anything without technology, yeah. and and this demonstrated because people started to panic. They couldn't get their opinion out. They couldn't read other people's opinions. You know what? You can take a breath. You can take a pause. You don't need to have that in your daily life. And part of the reason people are so insane now is because of the churn of social media. They can't get away from it. We're talking about being plugged in and unplugging. This is being 24-7, 365 plugged in. Not healthy for you. And not healthy for mm. kids, especially. Yeah, there's been talks about that already. What, like 13 and younger should not be on different social media sites? Yeah. They talk about that quite a bit. You've got kids that age. I mean, I do. are they on that stuff? Uh, not really. My 13-year-old, definitely not. My 16-year-old, I think, is aware. He has an Instagram account, but that's it. There's adults that shouldn't be on those oh, things. Oh, you're right. I mean, the, the level of anger. 
that I receive, and I'm, I'm a pretty middle-of-the-road guy, a pretty level-headed. I get fired up, as, as anybody who does what I do does. But, oh, my goodness, the anger that's out there, often, you know, shrouded in anonymity, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. you don't know who I am. Sure, there's something to that. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. You got to – I'm going to spend probably about a half hour on the show talking about this because it demonstrates loudly and clearly – we can't unplug anymore. Not enough people are unplugging, and it, it creates this constant burn in your brain that someone's irritating or doing something to change your life. Bottom line is you can think what you want to think about politics. You can vote for you want to, who you want to vote for. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for your life. You decide. You make the, you make the calls. You decide what you're going to do for a living. You decide what your education is going to be. They don't. Do you know? <laughs> Man, I love this hour what of the show. I love this show. What happened? Man, wow. sit down. All right, I got calm. I've, I've had very little coffee. Maybe that's the problem. Not enough coffee. <laughs> My goodness. Woo, I'm on fire. Um, it actually brings up an interesting point, too, though, just like social media in general and the idea of uh, living with it. And that, I get it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a part of who we are now, right? And, that, and that's not going away. Um, that's, that will be where we're at. So you can't sit and complain about, uh Life is changing. I mean, no, this is this is the new society that we're living in. Yeah. Um, but it does make me wonder, just like if if there's going to be an ability to disrupt somebody or disrupt whether it's a business or a group of people or whatever it have you, an agency, even just by small snippets of hacking like this, where it doesn't even take, you know, knocking down this huge piece of software that so many people rely on. But if you can hit something smaller like this, <laughs> that affects the rest of us. But is it small, really? Well, you're right. I guess that's true. Here's the, here's the amazing thing about this. I, 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 Facebook dominates, right? They, I mean, they have like three out of four people in the world. Uh, it's pretty strong, although I would say that its market won't forever be there. Rome will come down again. <laughs> yeah. But, is, but Twitter's like a fifth of that, right? It's, it's much smaller. Yeah, but yet it seems, true, yeah. at least in our world, to consume a lot of the, of the uh, air in the room, right? It, it's, it seems like it's, I think, bigger, even though it's smaller. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. For, for people that do what we do or consumers of a lot of media. It's like, it's the thing. Because that's where everybody hangs out. It's the cool person's club, supposedly. It's also the knuckleheads club. <laughs> and people you, you can't stand. But it, it just seems to be that, that room that we all want to be in, even though it, it only is part of the population. And this is the overstatement of public opinion, right? My opinion is the most important. Even though in a lot of cases, yeah, it's not really that important. But do you think that that's the case everywhere? Or is it just being trained that way on a phone? Because I don't like... When I see people at the grocery store or anywhere, no one like demands my attention. No one tries to give me their opinion on anything, even if they're somewhat pulled into the conversation. Everyone wants to do their own thing. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I get everybody's opinion because that's what I do. You talk to the lady in the grocery store line. Everybody and... has an opinion about something. Oh, my God, you talked about this last week. I couldn't believe you said that. That's the start of the conversation, even though only if they see my name or they recognize me. Not some random person. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you meant. Like, no, if they know me, then they want to talk about stuff that I talked about. And as I tell my wife, you know, I've just done the show for three hours, four hours, Wednesday through Friday this week. I don't really want to rehash what I just said. Hi, mm, bro. I'm sorry. I can't no, talk I don't to want the, to be mean about can't it. talk to the commoners. So mm. I ask her, how was your day? Which goes over like a lead balloon. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you asking about my day for? 842 on Wisconsin's Morning News. He's Steve. I'm Eric.
I need your help, Steve. How can I help you? Step up to the window. So my 11-year-old has a soccer game this weekend, like she does every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, indoor, obviously. It's 6 p.m. Sunday. What? You know what else is <laughs> taking place? Yeah. 6 p.m. on Little Sunday. Little thing called the Super Bowl. I think kickoff's like 5.30-ish, 5.28 or something. Can your wife go to the game? (laughs) Mm. So I contend we shouldn't go at all. Just let your, well, your kids wants to go, right? Well, see, that's the issue. Or is your kid not there? It's okay for a kid to be disappointed every once in a while, right? Absolutely, yeah. They're not disappointed enough in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I contend even if we bring her, there won't be enough people on both teams to play the game anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough schedule. Like, why? Well, be, I mean, at some of these venues, they just slot them in. Oh, I suppose you, you, you know, had demand got, for for the field. So, yeah. boom. So, there it is. 6 p.m. Sunday. Go. So, is this an active conversation in your household right now? Like, yes. Oh. And I, I contend. I'm like, this is not even a conversation. Um, however, 11-year-old really wants to play. How long do the games last? They're like an hour? Uh, 25-minute halves. So you're... It's an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. by the time I get home, I mean, What time does the game start? 5.30 or 6? It's like 5.30-ish, but the pageantry, yeah. the pomp, pomp and starts before that. Yeah, you miss everything. You know, the national anthem and... And that's all like fun stuff. It's not even nuts and bolts football stuff. Like, that's just fun events. Let's have some chicken wings and enjoy the game. Watch I, some I, can't, I can't solve this problem for you because, it, well, I can answer how I would. I, I'm not going to the game. I drop her off. What, how old is she? 12? 11. Uh, she can handle it. I wondered if drop maybe she off. would notice. It's, because indoor is different. Like, you can't really see the sidelines in indoors. Are you so like that meme? Do you walk out there and you snap that lawn chair and it comes up into full display and you put your butt down and you yell like a maniac? No, no, no you're not that guy. That not, I go out of my way not to be that you guy. You don't yell like loudly on the sideline? I, I am of the uh, idea that my daughter shouldn't hear me yell about how she's playing soccer. I mm. should, I'll cheer her on. But I will not give her advice unless no, she asks. No, I'm not saying negatives. I'm saying positives. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll say, hey, nice job. Do you yeah. chat with the other parents or no? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. Don and Racine, skip the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love his honesty. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably skip the game. Unless she's really absolutely, I mean, is this for the championship? No, but even if it was. No, if it's a championship, you got to go to the game. Come on. It's, you want to teach your kid that those big things matter. But if it's a first game of the season, yeah, this is eh. where unpopular opinion here. But like, I've pulled my kid from playing baseball in a tournament game because like it was my father's birthday party or something. Yeah, I think, and I know that other people may not do that, but I'm sorry. Or grandpa sh- doesn't turn eighty all the time. I'm gonna throw some respect your way. That's actually the right call because at some point, I'm gonna give you an extreme example of this. So I'm, I'm traveling in London in, in the year 2000. We're there for a month. My daughter Katie was a, um, a cheerleader. and a che- Either cheerleader or dance, one of the two, pom or cheer, whatever. They're, they're wearing a uniform <laughs> and doing things with pom. I think she was a pom girl. I mean, pom a gymnast. Uh, she was a pom girl. And the maybe coach of the pom squad insisted that if she wasn't back a week before we were coming back, she would not be able to participate in the season. And my daughter... Wanted to be on that team. It was her life. She loved it. Even though she's a brilliant girl yeah. and a brilliant woman now, she wanted to be on that Palm Squad. You know, you know what we did? We listened to our daughter on this one. I would have, it was a big argument. <laughs> she traveled back a week early. Wow. To go to be on that Palm Squad. 
All now, right. she missed a week of incredible sights and experiences in London. We were there a month. She, was, she saw three weeks of it, visited her relatives, but she wanted to be on that Palm Squad. Now, we had security on both ends. My, my wife's parents picked her up. So you're good. There. She had okay. the trip well, of a lifetime right. on the plane because she was like royalty. First class, everybody. But she made the decision. She made the decision. From the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620 from the 414. There are plenty of other soccer games. Stay home and enjoy some family time. All right. Here's one. There's a Super Bowl every year. How long will you be able to spend time with your kids like this? Oh, laying oh, the guilt on you. Come on. Who's that from? <laughs> come on. What's with oh, the guilt? Wow. Come on. And I go to so many games. Here's one from the 414. Indoor Field has a TV upstairs. <laughs> They're not wrong. Is it indoor? There is. A, yeah, it's indoor. Oh. There is a TV upstairs. Interesting. This Interesting. person's probably been to the same Little venue. twist on the story. Um, here's one from the 414. Find some non-Super Bowl relative to take her. Ah, so text the old mother-in-law. Yeah. Hey, you want to take uh, my dog? See, this is where the, the, the problem solving comes in. There's other, other avenues to make this all work. If she really wants to play the game, you can have some, somebody else sit in for you. You could say that this is a job assignment because you have to know what you're talking about on Monday morning yeah. with the Super Bowl and all that, the, the halftime show, the national anthem. Who's singing the national anthem? Do you know? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, the name's escaping me. It's Chris Stapleton. Thank you. I knew oh, that's a good ask. choice. Good yep. choice. Whitney Houston, good? Probably not. From the 262, Eric needs one of those virtual surrogates, a robot he can put in the seat with a screen for his head, and he can watch but remotely offer his presence from back at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All good ideas. I would not go to the soccer game. That's, that's me saying that. I'd watch the Super Bowl. From the 414, drop her off. There you go. <laughs> That's probably the, the wisest. I mean, if she's able to handle that, which it, she probably is. I do find it funny, though. Like, we do get caught up in this idea that we have to do all this stuff. Like, oh, well, we got to go to the game. Got Never in a million years would my dad or my mom ever have stressed about whether or not I made it to a soccer game. Ever. We played a lot of sports when we were young. My dad would say this. I'll see you at the All-Star game. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> He, he wouldn't go to practice. He, he went, sometimes he umped if, he, if they needed an ump, he'd fill in and got yelled at and decided that was not his calling in life. But he would just, I'll see you in the All-Star game. And then he'd show up. But does, he, does everyone have to be there? That's the difference in modern parenting. They all got to be there all the time. It's oppressive. It's, it's cringy, creepy in my world. 8.53, we find out what Steve's got cooking next. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back next week. Eric Phil said along with Steve Scafidi. My thanks to Greg Hill, as always, to Debbie Lazaga. All right, Steve, what do you got cooking here the next few hours? We're going to revisit that Twitter story we're talking about. Is it the end of the world? The Twitter was down for an hour or two yesterday. I, I got It's like kind of a smorgasbord today, but I love these topics. A little bit of the Biden audio from yesterday. Did he catch Republicans in a lie on Social Security, Medicare? I think he might have because he reads from the... Actual words, which I love, words matter. We're doing that. And then this this is kind of a Wisconsin, Midwest, northern climb question. Should we stop complaining about lack of snow? I think this is like the best winter ever. I'm, I'm walking outside yesterday with a sweatshirt on. Best winter ever. I could care less if it snows. If you want snow, go north. They're ready for you. Well, if you want warmer weather, go south. Yeah. What's the, with the complaining? I love this weather. This is beautiful. Yeah, this but is, you would, you'd be complaining if there was snow on This, to me, is how our winter should be every year. No, I'm not complaining about anything. I'm saying this is how our winter should be every year. You live in Wisconsin. Yeah, this is how our winter should be every year.
It, the great thing about Wisconsin, it captures all of that, right? So if I want lots of snow, I drive three hours, four hours north, lots of snow. That's it. And they, the tourism industry welcomes you with open arms, probably deals to be had because it's a little bit of a tougher year. This is what I'm going to talk about in the 9 o'clock hour today. I don't know if I necessarily agree with I don't want you everything you're saying. I don't want you to agree. I mean, it's all logical and it makes perfect sense, <laughs> but you don't have to agree. That's the great thing about my show. Hmm. We're open to everyone. That's the difference maker, Mr. Bill Stead. The Steve Scafidi Show is next. The kinds of things they picked up are things that are from 1974 and stray papers.